Welcome to the Franchise Hounds podcast. I'm Greg Macchia, a certified franchise consultant. Thanks for joining me as I interview franchise industry pros to dissect, explore, and discover franchise ownership. Joining the show today is Cliff Kennedy. Cliff is the CEO of Frio's Gourmet Pops. Cliff has a cool story to share as he went from the Frio's franchisee to buying out Frio's and becoming the franchisor. Frio's offers a low-cost, simple, mobile franchise system that sells prepackaged popsicles. The flexibility and low-cost of entry allows more people to realize their dream of owning their own business. Their tie-dye wrapped vans called Sweet Rides create a unique experience for their customers across the country. Frio's franchisees are able to work multiple events in a day, as well as have wholesale accounts in their territory. I hope you enjoy today's discussion with Cliff Kennedy from Frio's Gourmet Pops. Cliff, welcome to Franchise Hounds. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Excited about this today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk to you today because your story is unique in that you started as a franchisee of Frio's, right? And then um, decided to buy out the brand to become the franchisor. And that's 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 incredible. That's a really cool uh, story. And I, and I want to hear more about it. So maybe you can start with like you becoming a franchisee and we'll go from there. Yeah, you know, it really is funny. We all say it in franchising. We all got a strange way about how we came into franchising, either you're a franchisor, franchise, whatever it is. Mine's just the same. So my story goes that I got stuck in traffic every single day going home. And I, I was miserable, absolutely miserable. But I'd always look over and I'd see the Frio stand there. And they'd have be like kids and adults and a long line uh, of them just, and they're all happy over there. So eventually I was like, okay, I got to see what this is all about. So I stopped. Uh, I got a key lime pie pop. I will never forget that moment in my life. I mean, it was absolutely a true experience. Uh, and I just kind of forgot about everything for there for a minute. Like all my worries went away. It's not a joke. It was truly an experience. And so then, I mean, I get stuck in traffic every day and tried some more flavors, tried some more flavors. And went to the most risk adverse person I've ever met, who was my father-in-law. And it's like, look, I think I'm onto something here. Uh, It's an amazing product. And he's like, it is. And so uh, eventually I called up the franchisee and it's just serendipitous that she was needing to get out because of a career change for her was given on more responsibility. And so I said, perfect. I'd love to be a part of this. And so May 1st of 2018, I took over as franchisee um, and then quickly quickly realized how poorly run this company was. There's no support that you're supposed to have in franchising. There's no training. There was no conference calls, nothing. And so I said, great product, poorly run company. I mean, poorly run company. This is a great opportunity. Uh, And so I called up the owner in August of 2018, said, I want to buy the company. He said, I'll call you back tomorrow. He gave me a price. And then uh, December 21st of 2018, I took over the business. And so been about four years and enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> so, wow, I did not realize. So, you became a franchisee in May and you pitched the franchisor in August, all of four months later that he wanted to buy it. Yeah. He thought I was a little crazy. He's like, all right. So, he threw a number out. And uh, so, we just started negotiating. He quickly realized I was serious. And then, uh, you know, like like seven, eight months later, I took over. The that is wild. So at, at the when you were a franchisee, how many locations did they have? 
believe at that point there was like 20 locations, 20 franchisees. Mm-hmm. And we were brick and mortar at that time too. Um, and so now obviously we're, we're tied on rap fans and everything. We're now, we now have 50 franchisees about to close a couple more deals here pretty soon. Uh, and plenty more in the pipeline. So we're excited about that growth. But that was the biggest thing that I changed was, you know, you don't get in your car to say, I'm going to free us. You get in your car to say, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to the pharmacy, going somewhere else, but free us really. Um, and so we said, we got to mobilize. We're an event based business. Uh, your store, you know, you can't get a thousand people into your store as easy as it is to get in your tie-dye wrapped van and go to that corporate event, go to that birthday party. Um, and so now it's just so much more flexible, much lower fixed cost for our franchisees. And it's been a tremendous, tremendous success for all of them. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So when you when you uh, when you were a franchisee, it sounded like you had a fixed location. So and it was like one. Of, I had two brick and mortars. Wow. I, had, I had two brick and mortars. OK. Yeah. And then when you were like, I'm going to I'm going to buy this thing. Was that part of your plan? Like, hey, I'm going to change this business model or did it kind of evolve over time a little bit? It just kind of evolved. And most of it was, you know, I say it all the time where how terrible the world was treated during COVID and all the devastation that happened. But COVID was the best thing that ever happened to free us as a company, because that was the point that like we started mobilizing and people and kids started writing in sidewalk chalk. Like, thank you so much for making us happy. You'd see them outside. And like, that was it um, that we needed to go immobilize. We needed to get out of our stores like people were calling us to them. Um, and so that was it. That was a big change. And, and you know, I made tons of mistakes and we'll continue to make mistakes. But we are uh, constantly putting more procedures and operations and training and video content. But at the end of the day, like so many people that come to our system, like, wow, this is one of the simplest things I've ever done. Like, yeah, you're selling a prepackaged product. We never, ever say food truck. We're an ice cream truck. So it decreases the, the path to getting permitting. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a wild ride, but it's, it's been a lot of fun, like painting tie-dye across the country. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And, um, so you, you got rid of the, the locations gone to, you know, all mobile, uh, a van as well as carts and that sort of thing. You touched on the revenue streams a little bit, but can you dive into those as far as, so obviously with the van, uh, you can, you can take, I have young kids. I spend a lot of my weekends at, sport fields and things like that um festivals you you, so you can take the van there uh you also have carts that you can physically take places right as well as leave at events right for them to kind of staff themselves or yeah that's what's so beautiful about this is that you know not like the shaved ice companies where they are food trucks and they don't have so they've got that revenue stream they've got to be in that cart for so for us we also have the ability to wholesale, which our franchisees love because it's a pre-packaged product with nutritional facts on there. So you can go sell them to country clubs, resorts, schools, you name it, like go to where people are, like where, that have membership numbers or whatever it may be, sell it to pools and organizations at a wholesale rate. Now they're selling for you. You're selling to it at a wholesale rate. And I call it mailbox money. So all you got to do is drop it off and let them sell for you. And that's great value add. But yeah, you're going to out of your cart, which is more, it's more nimble, it's smaller. You can just set it and forget it. Or you do multiple events uh, out of the van. So yeah, you've got multiple ways to do it and, and work smarter, not harder. How are you seeing the the revenue breakdown as far as the um, 
the wholesale. It's all about, that's what I love again about the flexibility of our business because we have a fixed royalty. Um, so we don't tie it and push you to that. Oh, you got to have more income, have more income. So we make more royalty. We do a fixed royalty. Um, and so for us, you know, we that allows them the flexibility to run the business they the, any way they want to. We have some that are 70% wholesale, 80% wholesale and fewer events. And we have some that are all events and no wholesale. So it's just whatever the territory gives them and the model that they want is successful for them. Um, and we allow that. that. That's fine. As long we we sell happiness for a living. We don't sell popsicles. We don't sell pops, anything like that. We've got amazing flavors. We know that we sell happiness on a stick is what we say. And their happiness uh, as franchisees are what we're looking for. We have some franchisees. They just want to do a couple events a week. Um, and that's it. They want to teach their kids how to in the value of a dollar. We have some that are buying multiple territories and getting their second, potentially third vans in the future and wanting to scale large businesses. We're happy with both. And they're happy because that's their idea of success. Yeah. And, and the fixed, to your point, the, the fixed royalty, um, you know, it doesn't matter to you guys. Obviously, they, they would buy more product from corporate, but either way, it's a fixed royalty, um, which is which is really a nice incentive as well for the franchisee. Like the more they work, the more they. Yeah, we're not going to punish your success. We're going to reward that with you keeping more of that money and grow your business. Yeah. And, and I like your point before. I mean, this is really um, it, it's a van with a freezer, right? It's it's just a way to the van is just a way to get this freezer from point A to point B, right? You're, it, it, instead of putting you in the back of a truck or something like that, yeah, this is just it's an experience, it, and all that's in there is honestly just a freezer and a refrigerator because if they want to sell some drinks or whatever, that's it. There's nothing else in there. It's got a serving window. Yeah, and because there's no prep, I mean, I've been in the the Kona Ice Line, right? At one of these, right? There, it it takes a while. This is just. Boom, boom, boom. I'm sure you can you can crank through crank through customers pretty Yeah, fast. we've had a franchisee. They had a like I don't I challenge any other kind of company to do this besides us, uh, especially in the food truck business. But we had somebody that had to serve three thousand pops within two hours. Like you can't do that, like shaving eyes or doing anything else, like making a like boom, 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 because they had to do it in their lunchtime. And they set up multiple lines and sold three thousand pops. Yeah, what is a what does a pop typically sell for at like an event or? Yeah, it retails for right around four to five dollars is what retails for. Tell tell us about these these products. I I still I still need to try one, Cliff. I'm, I've yet to try. I one. know I got to get it. Send me your address. Go ahead and just send me your address. Let me get that done after this, and then you'll have them tomorrow. So um, you have some signature pops, right? They're they're available all year, and then you have. Seasonal or? cookies and cream will never go away. It will always be the number one. Uh, right behind it is probably strawberry mango. Tell everyone, thank God. But uh, my son challenged me to a game of paper, rock, scissors one time. And I'm so happy I lost because he wanted us to make blue raspberry because uh, he just wanted a blue pop. And we did it. And now it's always one of our top five flavors. Like we love the fact that our kitchen just came up with or our production team just came up with caramel cheesecake. That thing was absolutely amazing. I mean, people went bonkers for that thing. And then we just launched um, a peach lemonade, which I never in my life thought I would say this. I really didn't. I always thought key lime pie, obviously it's the one that drove me to this business and I found out about 
I just went live on our internal Facebook page with our franchisees. That is my new favorite pop. I never thought the key lime pie could be top, but that thing is absolutely amazing. So from a from a logistics standpoint, all the all the pops are manufactured in in Alabama, right? Where where you're based. Yep. And then they're shipped to franchisees on dry ice or on a weekly basis on dry ice. Yeah, we ship it to them. They place their orders through our internal ordering site um, where they can pick from all the available flavors that they want. Uh, and then we ship it to them the next week. Wow. And that logistically, that's not not too bad. It, it's it's gone pretty smooth. Well, wow, we've got a great shipping department back here that they get it organized. And if there ever is a mistake or anything else, you know, you lose a package or UPS or whoever loses a package every once in a while, we immediately get on the phone with them. We get the product replaced and we deal with UPS on our side of getting replacements and all that kind of stuff. But we don't want our franchisees without pops. Yeah. And then I assume uh, most franchisees have some, you know, chest freezers in their garage or something like that to, to store these. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all they do is, I mean, you quickly become the most popular person on the street yeah. because you got a tie-dye van outside your house. Uh, it's amazing that all these kids like to play in front of my house now and they don't even ask permission. They just kind of go inside of our freezer and Help themselves. luckily there's always some Frios yeah. in there. Yeah, eating up all my profits. But uh, but no, it, that's what's so fun about it. It's just you resonate with so many people and, and it's the fun aspect of it. Um, yeah, I I, I love so I love the branding. I mean, you know the the happiness hustlers and the the vans called the sweet ride. That's that's great. It's uh definitely definitely fun. Um, it's impossible to eat one of these and not put a smile yeah, on your face. Yeah. Is what we tell everyone, <laughs> yeah. unless it drops or something. Exactly. But we quickly replace that. <laughs> I promise you, for anyone listening that's got young kids or anything like that, if they're crying, just give them a free us smile on the face. All as well. Yeah, and it sounds like um, they're they're relatively healthy, right? Uh, Gluten free, uh, vegan, and and limited. um, You know, not a lot of. We've got some that have the lower sugar, but oh, this is a permissible indulgence. I tell everybody, like some of them, this is that time to let go of the stress of your life or enjoy that moment with your kid. And we've got one that we roll out seasonal. That's candy bar pop that has Butterfinger, Reese's, and Kit Kat in there. That thing is not healthy. That thing is just delicious is what that is. <laughs> That's um, wild. Like an ice pop do, with that in there. That's cool. Yeah. It, but we do have some that are, you know, on the healthier side and everything else. And we've got innovation coming out next year that we're really excited about. That's going to change this category tremendously for us. So um, lots of good things coming out of the uh, production team. That's neat. So I think, I think you mentioned how many uh, locations are you up to now currently? We've got 50 franchisees with, uh, I believe it's 59 territories. So we've really never sold uh, multi-packs in the past, but we've just now really started heavily on selling two-packs more than anything because, you know, as we're drawing up territories, people were like, well, I want that one more zip code. Well, I want that one more zip code. We're like, we're really stretching the boundaries of what we're allowed. But if you get another territory, they're like, okay, we discount the second territory. And they're like, okay, I'll just go get two territories. And so it's perfect. So they can work a much larger territory, not have to worry about getting a van for the second territory. They don't have to pay royalties on the second territory yet, but it allows them to sell even more. And how do you, um, like, how do you define a territory? Is it, is it population? Yes, it's, yeah, population, 200,000 people. Um, And we put it in our mapping service and we're looking and we're drawing it up with them. We're doing heat maps of showing, okay, this is where you think you need to go. But based on the data that we have, 
here's where the lower age groups are. Here's where the higher median household income. Like we draw all that up for them, draw the perfect territory for them. And I know um, the fact that you're you're based kind of in the southeast. I, I assume that um, right now the the majority of your locations are are in the southeast. Yeah, the majority are in the southeast, and obviously we have so much prime territory still available in you know Florida, Texas, the Carolinas, Georgia, all those. Stuff. But we still have great franchisees. I tell everyone, people don't stop putting ice in their drinks just because it's the winter time. People don't stop eating ice cream just because it's the winter time. You just have to change up your sales strategy and you go indoors. You go to corporate events indoors. You go to basketball season that's indoors to the gym. You just change up your thought process. But my kids, when it's freezing outside, we're still eating ice cream or whatever have you. Um, and it's still cold. Yeah, no, I can I can vouch for that. I'm in Colorado and my kids don't stop eating ice cream or, or. Yeah, it's just kind of so we we tell our people like that's when we start doing the pop drops where you know hey let's change up your model now work with that homeowners association or whatever and go to the neighborhoods and drop off 10 pops at this house 10 pops at the next house be strategic oh, that's really cool that you offer that yeah i'm in a i'm in an hoa with a couple hundred homes and and they do have a um there's like a local ice cream shop that once a month parks their truck at you know some of the two of the parks throughout the neighborhood and all year they're, they're they get visitors. So, so as far as a, um, uh, an ideal candidate or w- what you're looking for in an owner, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we're very diverse. We have actually 75% diverse owners in, in our organization. Uh, but that just means we just want somebody that has that sales marketing aspect to them because we're, we are salespeople by trade is because you've got to sell yourself and, land the events, pick up the phone and land those events. And if it's not you, find somebody on our team that can sell and then you're going to be wildly successful uh, by doing that because you have that ability. So beyond that, we have young families coming in that just want to control their own destiny. We have people that aren't wanting to go into full retirement. We have military that are coming out of the military, retiring, be veterans, and they're coming in because they want the high flexibility, light labor, low cost. It checks all those and they can get there. We have some people that just buy this business because it's the simplicity of it. And they're, they want to teach their kids the value of a dollar and hard work and how to run a business. Yeah, how to run a business. Like all those boxes that people are looking for, we check them all off. Yeah. And then, so you, it sounds like you offer, um, you know, absentee ownership as well as someone who really wants to, you know, be the one out there selling, selling the pops. Right. Yeah. I mean, I started as semi-absentee. Uh, I'd work an event every once in a while, but I had a great little operator. Um, and now I'm fully absentee. I haven't worked an event in years and I've got an amazing person in Kirsten who runs my territory for me. Um, and she just comes to my office and we strategize every once in a while, but she's landing the event. She's working the event. She's doing all that. Yeah. So I was going to ask from an employee standpoint, if you did want to be absentee, sounds like, you know, maybe one employee and, and then it, depending on the, the, one, the amount of one key operator. Yeah. yeah. One key operator. And then she's got a Rolodex of five or six college kids or other people that she can put on events. If there's multiple events in a day or if she's doing something mm-hmm. else. Um, so yeah, just one key operator to help you and then just have a lot of part-time. Yeah. People. And I'm, it's, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun business probably to be involved in, right. You're always at events or, you know, places people are happy, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's just it. I mean, it's the 
the excitement that you see on a kid's face or an adult's face is like, this is what I love a lot is like when we go to an event, it happens all the time. It, the, the dad, let's just say it's a dad for this scenario is in line with the kid and like, Oh, the kid gets the pop and like, Hey, would you like one too? No, I don't need anything. I, I'm good. I'm good. All of a sudden, as soon as they walk off, you see the parent. We always yeah, take them. Front take of, and all of a sudden, here they come back. Okay, yeah. I'll get one. I'll get one. I, like, I told you so. Like, why did yeah. you listen to it? I tell my kids, I better, I better test that. See if it's, uh, see if it's yeah, good or if it's it, safe. Right? I got to test it. Yeah, that's that's, that's one funny. of the stories. Uh, one of the the first franchisee I ever signed up in this business. Uh, we were at a trade show and. She was looking for a different, completely different type business, but I got her son. I said, Hey, would you like to try a pop? And she's like, yeah, she tried it and immediately turned around. I was like, okay, tell me about this business. And so I told her, like, look, it's not really a food business. It's prepackaged. And then uh, within three hours, uh, I was at the airport flying home and she and her husband called me and said, okay, we're in, what do we do? And then they signed up two weeks later. That's wild. That's cool. That means you know you got a good product, then, right? <laughs> that's why. Look, that's why I got to get it in your hands. You might be a franchisee before you know it. That, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. My kids will be the. Things, my kids right? are the ones you need to close, right? <laughs> exactly. And so we love, like, as we get a lot of people that come into our system, like a lot of our people are very organic. Like, I had Frios here. I want to bring it back home with me. That happens with a lot of brands, especially ours. But it's like with new people, like, hey, I'll send you some samples you got to try the product like i want you to believe in our product first and then we always love it because they call back like the product was absolutely amazing yeah yeah that's awesome as far as like the competition and the how how difficult it is to get like permission to attend these events and i guess it depends on the event but is is that like an issue at all no it's usually not i mean we negotiate those terms every once in a while and certain organizations because hey we're a single product company but for the most part, we get more leniency because we're not a food truck. And so when cities put out food truck ordinances, there's always an asterisk and saying, unless you're an ice cream truck and you sell this, this, this. And we always fall into that category. So it's a lot easier when you're trying to get permitting. Yeah, it's funny. I'll tell you a quick story. My my youngest, she's not allergic to bees. She's just like super scared of them. <laughs> she turned 10 this week and like... She won't go near like a Kona ice truck because, you know, they have the, the syrups dripping. I mean, in Colorado in the spring, there are like so many yellow jackets. Like she sees that thing and she's like, I don't care that it's ice cream. I am not going near that thing. That thing is like a bee, a bee magnet, right? Yeah, well, we need to get a uh, sweet rod up there then in Colorado that's, that's, and then it's pretty packed. Right. It's not dripping all over the place. I know, I know. So um, let's talk a little bit about the investment. If, uh, if, if you will. So what is it, uh, what's it look like to become an owner? Yeah. So again, we do everything based on 200,000 people. Uh, one territory is $17,000. Two territories is $27,000. So if you look at my competition that's coming up and around and everything else like that, we're significantly cheaper. Um, and so it's, and our territories are larger than everyone else's. So we're very generous because we want people to be successful. And then the van costs around ninety dollars to $95,000 based on certain customizations, but they can finance it just like any other vehicle. So it might be ten dollars to $15,000 down payment based on their credit score. Um, so let's just say single unit, 
$17,000, down payment on the van. So you're sitting at 30,000 and then around 10 or $15,000 just getting freezer and your swag and your startup inventory and everything else. Um, so you're off to the races for probably less than $50,000. And if you don't want to get the van, you don't have to have the van for six months. Then you only own a territory fee and your startup inventory and startup costs. So you can get in for significantly less getting cash flow going through your wholesale accounts um, and working events just out of a cheaper card or whatever, and then get the van three or four months down the road. Oh yeah. That's nice. I like that. Um, just you, to your point, being able to add some, get some cash flow going before you got, you know, you're making, you're making payments on the van or that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So you touched on a little bit and maybe it's, it's top secret at this point, but I was going to ask, you know, what's, what's next for, for Frios additional, uh, type products in the works or I, I assume flavors. Yeah. We got innovation in the pipeline. We got some innovation in the pipeline that I've been working on for the last year and a half or the production team's been working on for the year and a half. Like we really just, I've always wanted to like release, release, release. Let's do it now. But we just want to make sure this is done right and properly. Um, and then, yeah, we just started going into the broker networks this year. So we're excited about that. And so, we really feel that, you know, this is that company that's going to take off like a rocket ship just because of the simplicity, low cost, fun business is for families, for passive, you know, fully passive, whatever you want. I mean, anyone can operate this. Um, and so my goal is to sell another, you know, 50 to 100 territories this year. I'd love to really yeah, hit that. I was going to ask what um, what kind of your growth goals were. That's that would be. Uh, yeah, that would be impressive for sure everyone asks about like when we're closing these deals and stuff like that. And like the franchise candidates and I was just talking to one a little while ago is like, they realize how simple this is. And there's not a lot of questions to ask about like, okay, what about brick and mortar? What about this process? So, you know, people usually sign up with us in less than 30 days. Um, You know, we've got a candidate now that's probably going to be signing on day 17 or 18 uh, just because of the, the, the days that are coming up and everything. So but it's, there's nothing else to talk about. I can drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they're selling me. They're like, so you're telling me I can go to this place and this place and sell. And I can go to the this. Cons- yeah, you can go anywhere. I tell everyone, yeah. as long, <laughs> yeah. I probably shouldn't say this. But as long as it's legal and ethical, go sell. I, like, yeah. I'm not going to stop yeah. you. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Are there are there some markets that um, you're not in that you would really like to be in? There's lots. Of, that's the beautiful thing about us. There's, we have tons of problems. I'd love to be in Miami, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, Augusta, Savannah, uh, San Antonio, Austin, Houston. I mean, I can go on and on and on. College towns are really big for us. Uh, being an Alabama guy, I, I'd love to have one in Tuscaloosa. Um, but yeah, Athens right off like, your right off your expense expense trips yeah, there, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> look, I gotta do something there, but we got tons of amazing territory available. Um, and so yeah, it's just you know, we're really heavily populated in the DFW area right now. That'd be like the one area I wouldn't want to focus on, or the state of Alabama. Uh, we're pretty wrapped up pretty good here in Alabama. Other than that, it, it's prime territory for everyone. Well, that's really exciting, and I and I know um you know, kind of under your watch, Frios has, has started to have a lot of success. I know that you were uh, ranked in the Entrepreneurs Franchise five, 500, right, and identified as a as a top low cost franchise uh, option, which is which is really exciting. And um, 
This has been great. I've, I've really enjoyed learning more about, uh, about Frios Gourmet Pops. And uh, I, I, I would certainly be happy to get anyone in touch with you. But if a listener would like to learn more, is your uh, website the best place to start? Yeah, it, it's just friosfranchise.com. They'll get all more detailed information that they had and they can see more about the product and they can see the van. Uh, and they can always just reach out to me directly. And there's, there's a number they can text on the website as well. Uh, it'll come straight to me. Well, Cliff, thanks again. Really enjoyed having you on the show today. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Franchise Hounds. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode or would like to work with me directly to explore franchise ownership opportunities, please reach out through the form on our website at FranchiseHounds.com. Franchise Hounds.